Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai. I'm Tyler, and getting getting good in the <laughs> in the, the season of anime. Um, we're continuing on much of the season, I mean the season right now pretty much in full swing, right? Everything is airing for the most part, because um, what, this, this episode goes up on what, the 17th, so we're already deep into... April and pretty much everything is caused uh, as uh, has, has came out with a uh, episode one. There's a few shows today that we're going to be talking about that finally aired, right? Had their first episode, and uh, this is pretty much what the season is looking like, at least uh, right here, right here. This is what the season's looking like. So uh, we will see. Right now, though, pretty, pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty crazy season. I think I. Did I mention this before? This season is super stacked. I feel like every season, <clears throat> like every season of anime now is stacked. Like, I feel like it's rare for me to look at a season and be like, eh, that was kind of weak. I feel like it doesn't really happen anymore. Um, I don't know. Let's start talking about this season, though. So we have the one kind of continuing show, right? We got Vinland Saga Season 2, Episode 14. Um, not... A whole lot happened this episode. Um, it was mostly just uh, it was mostly just learning a lot about Arnhide and the relationship with her and Gardar, their kind of past and history. And uh, you know, I guess that's probably going to set up some stuff for the the rest of the season. I feel like it's a little bit of a detour from where we are. I feel like we were got, like we're, we're building up, we're we're picking up steam with the whole Canute and that whole war side of stuff. Um, with Kettle and all all that good stuff, so, um, you know, not, not that I didn't like the episode, but I feel like um, it's just like another cog in the machine that it's like, okay, you know, I'm sure this will this will have some like crazy big ramifications because at the end we see that she's pregnant, right? And that's got to clearly be with Kettle, right? I imagine. Um, is that the whole point? Because like, that's something to do where like she you know, she was talking about how like oh he's he's been wanting been wanting this forever. Um, I can't be Gardar's kid though, because like, how long have they, how long have they been here? <laughs> oh, they've they've been here for a while, right? Because oh yeah, they've 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 been here for years, right? Because they were here shortly after, um, uh, Anar and Thorfinn got here, and Anar and Thorfinn have been here for a few years, like three years, right? A little over three years. So yeah, so yeah, it's it's, it's definitely kettles, but it's a little thing too where I'm thinking like. Kettle really wants another kid? Because, I mean, like, he doesn't... Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess the two kids he has, there are reasons for him to not be, like, super in love with them. And, of course, there's kids, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's your kids. But, like, the one kid is, like, a monster. <laughs> and the other kid kind of sucks, you know? So maybe, maybe he doesn't want... Maybe, maybe he's been wanting a daughter, you know? Even though I feel like back in those times and like, you know, this, you know, this kind of societal structure, you always want a, you always want a boy, right? So they can be your heir. And maybe he doesn't really like the idea of either of his two current children being his heirs. I don't know. But yeah, that is that is huge, obviously. Um, and yeah, and they tell a little bit about the past where it's like, you know, uh, Gardar convinced her that they need the iron. Because of uh, if the other if people get stronger, then they'll they'll take us over, or whatever. Right? It'll be a bad time. Um, 
and then they left all, all the guys left and then their place got raided pillaged uh while all the all the men weren't there and so they got you know stolen and kidnapped and uh terrible things happened to all the women and children and that's kind of where they are now um but yeah not not really too much other than that that's that's mainly all the i mean they you know they have gardar they're i'm sure they're gonna you know uh interrogate him all that good stuff but even that it's like interrogate him for what like we know what happened <laughs> It's like I don't really know. I'm, also, like I don't really know his goal. Like Gardar's goal, like is he just gonna run free? Like I don't know. It's, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of people like that like want to be free, but then they don't know what to do with themselves. Which is perf a perfect example is Aenor and Thorfinn, right? Where they're like, oh, I can't wait to be free, and it's like, all right, you're free tomorrow, and they're like, uh, what do we, what do we do with our lives? <laughs> you know, how do we how do we re-enter society? Um, you know, because they were both part of a village and they both had their roles, right? And so now it's like, well, do we just do we just come up on a village and just you know, uh, it's it's tough, it's tough. Um, so yeah, that was that was mainly the episode though, mainly just the the Arnhide stuff, and the fact that she's pregnant at the end. So, uh, like I said, I imagine maybe, I mean, soon we're waiting for Kedro to come back, his people, and then obviously Canute to invade uh invade might be the wrong word but they're they're coming <laughs> they they will be here so uh yeah pretty good episode you know like i said it, you know it wasn't my favorite though um it, it was cool to see the arnheide stuff cool that they don't like forget about her character um you know and i'm sure that this will be huge right i'm sure you know her, her being pregnant with kettle's kid i'm sure that'll be a pretty big deal next we got hell's paradise episode three uh, this this show is rocking and rolling like this. This is incredible. Um, they're you know they're at paradise, and you know you know you know kind of the biggest thing here is that the island is here. <laughs> um, you know stuff stuff has popped off. Um, we had Gapimaru take that one dude out. Had every weapon in his arsenal right in his chest <laughs> as that dude was was taken out, and. Um, Pretty much with the one dude, I don't remember what what his name was, but but he was one of the other uh, like 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 sword sword masters. Um, you know, he was talking about how like within the hour, every, the whole like everything will change, and then we see a, a huge uh, you know this, this montage of a bunch of uh, a bunch of criminals dying, even some some like sword sword uh, masters uh, dying, swordsmen, you know, swordsmen dying. Um, um, and then that even doesn't that doesn't even have to do necessarily with the island itself, um, you know that's just you know just people killing each other trying to get the upper hand, um, you know I mean it, it's strange though because it's like I don't know I don't understand the point of killing the swordsmen. <laughs> I feel like it's like you're on an island. I don't know. I guess there's boats. But the boat's probably left. And you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you don't really know how you got here. So, um... But even the, you know, the one guy was like, there's gonna be one left. It's probably gonna be Gabi Martyr, right? But even then, is everyone gonna die? Like, I don't know. That seems, that seems strange. I would like to see more, like... 
like interactions with the different criminals happen because even then like 10 came in but we just saw a montage where at least a few of them died so i don't know um you know then we did have that fight with gabimaru and sagiri where both of them were, were hesitating they were both holding back you know we both of them kind of had their reasons for not being able to kill the other one um you know just just uh sagiri in her own right she just um she doesn't really have the heart to to kill really I mean, I mean, she did kill a few people last episode, but, um, you know, I feel like both of them kind of have their, you know, their, their emotions, their, their hearts kind of get in the way where ideally both of their professions, you're, you're, you're supposed to be cold, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to lock that away, right? Um, you know, but then even, like I said, on Gabimaru's side, it's like, you know, uh, with his, uh, his relationship with his wife and like her ideals and, you know, how she sees him. It's like, ah, oh, man, you really, you know, it's it's okay not to kill, you know, that's kind of his whole thing, where he's like, I'm hollow, I'm hollow, and she's like, hmm, but you're not, though, you, you know, you, you have feelings, and I, I've proved them to you, I've proved that to you multiple times, um, so, but it does seem like they are going to, uh, they're going to kind of work together, they're kind of going to have, like, a, a truce, um, the, you know, Gabimaru is afraid that the Iwagakuri are, are going to arrive, and I don't really know who they are, um, maybe I just missed it, but, um, they're, they're a problem, I guess, where they're gonna come in and maybe just, like, take out all the criminals, like, they're, you know, they're not with this whole program, um, so that's gonna be a problem, because he has to find the elixir of life to get pardoned to go back to his wife, um, so... Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the whole episode there as well. Um, just kind of run through, have a short scuffle, then all the different swordsmen and criminals have scuffles. You know, we, we see some of them die, we see the island, and then it ends with a bunch of, like, different creatures, some crazy creatures on the island, probably here to just be, like, invaders, <laughs> you know, t- take them out. So, I feel like this was some, some, some really nice setup what I think the whole rest of the show is going to be. Again, it is the third episode, so it's like, all right, we're, we're in it now. You know, our, our feet are planted. And so, um, you know, I think now we're going to see more and more of, like, hopefully, probably some collusion between the people who are still alive. But I think that they're going to come to understand that while each other, they definitely have to be wary of each other, that the island is, is the biggest enemy. And, like, they're going to need to put, like, all their wits together and have all their focus on the island just to survive rather than trying to outsmart each other. Um, and also, like, just another question. Is it a race? Like, the first person to get the elixir gets pardoned? Is that how that works? I don't know. But yeah, some some, some good stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> Next, we got Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world, episode two. Um, yeah, this one, this one was just like, (laughs) so, two main focuses on this one was the cat that Megumin has now, and the professors, I guess, so, I just, (laughs) it's just so, like, I almost forget that I'm watching Konosuba, because, like, in... In another show, this would be absurd. And it still is absurd, but like 
you almost have to remind yourself that oh right this is konosuba right it's it's gonna be weird it's gonna be like like it doesn't make like there's weird oddities you know so like one of my favorite parts of the, of the episode was when they were all fighting the different like gargoyle creatures right and then <clears throat> and then all the professors kind of came in and was like all right we're gonna save the day right and then they were all just like using their magic going crazy but then they were like again like they're they're super into like showing off like the like the um the showmanship of it all the performance of it all is very important to to, to crimson demons and so like it's a weird like like them just keep looking over their shoulder to make sure that all the you know all the students are watching them and like in awe of their power and their skills um and then even it, it even goes too far when they get carried away and they start destroying things that they don't need to destroy right they start destroying like little shops and the big tower and all that stuff it's just like it's so weird because like <laughs> It's just so strange. Like, what are you? What are we doing? You know, but I do really like that moment though because while you know Wada is very Konosu, Wada is very weird and just like off the wall. Just like you guys are not here to save people. You guys are here to show off, right? I like it because of the effect that it has on Megumin, where she's like, "This is incredible," but this is not what I want. And then she has her flashback to the explosion magic, and she's like, "That is." what I want, and that is kind of weird, too, because she starts talking about, like, you know, the, like, smell of uh, burning earth or something, like, like, that's, like, you know, she, she likes that, but in another sense, she's, like, she knows what she wants, and she knows what, um, you know, her, her future holds, you know, she knows what she wants her destiny to be or whatever, and so while it is very weird, um, you know, I do like that we have those nice little character moments that's, like, oh, no, like, you know, this isn't just goofs, we are seeing Megumin grow up and, 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 and try to become the, you know, the, the, the crimson demon that, you know, that we all know and love from, from the actual show. Um, so that's a nice, um, again, we also have the cat, which is nice, you know, uh, Komiko caught the cat and was going to like eat it. And, and Megumin was like, eh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't eat this one. Um, and it's like her familiar and whatever. So that was, that was nice. Um, you know, um, I'm sure we'll see more of her. Is she... Is the cat in the regular show? I just don't remember seeing the cat at all. But you know, I haven't I haven't seen the the first second season in a while, so maybe maybe we do see the cat. Um, and then uh, let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, again, it's it's just so funny how like the their image is what's super important. Like you know, they have that test. To, to pick up the weapon and union points out that the weapons are hollow and she loses points but it's just like i love that union is like the one that's grounded in reality not not that the other ones aren't but she like super is where she's always the one being like this is weird like you know even last episode right where they had the task of like um introducing themselves before a battle and she just didn't know what to say, and she was like, this is weird, I feel weird, and like, you know, the, she, she was even like almost chastised for it, where it's like, you're a, crism, you're a crimson demon, this this isn't supposed to be weird, this is supposed to be what you do, um, and then even in this one, like I said, like her, her pointing out, like, these, these swords are hollow, like, they're not real, like, we don't need to summon some, like, otherworldly strength to, to, to wield them. And so I don't know. I just I just really like her character for that too. I mean, obviously, I also like her her rivalry with Megumin, right? Um, especially like an example that is right in the beginning, right, where 
where where Megumi knows her, and she like um, challenges her to like stabbing between her fingers, right? Like that that stupid thing that people do. And Yunina's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and she she admits defeat, and she talks about like giving Megumi her lunch, and she she realizes she said that way too loud. <laughs> So that was that was funny, uh, but yeah, again, you know, I, I do like her character kind of kind of grounding in reality and is like almost, almost having the viewpoint of the audience, where it's like we're watching it too and we're like, why have we not like so far two episodes right? Why have we not seen them practice magic? <laughs> they've not they've not shown us any magic with these students yet, but but we sure know how to, uh, you know. How, you know like uh what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of it but just like you know like the whole performance of it you know like that that's what we're learning we haven't really learned anything yet we're just you know we're just learning how to how to look the part you know so like fake it till you make it thing but it's like no this is like a real school that teaches real magic though <laughs> like we are actually going to learn this we're not all just like fake magic users so i don't know um, but yeah, great, great show. Again, the, the, the comedy is still there. I'm, I'm super all in. Um, again, I don't really know what's happening next episode. Hopefully we start learning some real magic. That'd be nice. So next Dr. Stone, new world episode two. Um, the big thing that happened this episode was them reviving Francois and, uh, they're just all losing their minds over the bread. They have a real chef now. Um, and I love that, you know, I, you know, I think that that is really what the show is, right? I think I mentioned it last episode where it's like, it is just not necessarily every episode, but, you know, you always get excited when they, when they start to revive somebody else. It's like, ooh, what, you know, what's their specialty going to be, right? You know, and, and they really leaned heavily into the almost like video game aspect of it, where it's like, you've acquired this or you've learned this new skill like you do in a video game. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that was the, the right move to kind of lean into that and, you know, it, it, you know, it's literally like acquiring people to your party, right? And so they have Francois now, they got food, they're never really gonna have to worry about eating some like rank food ever again. Um, so that's really cool. And then we also have the, um, the, the craftsman going crazy, right? He built like a car, it's a steam gorilla too. You know, they got all their clothes, right? Like they're, he's going nuts. He's one of my favorite characters, just like, he's just this like little old man. But he gets like super into. He's also like really jacked, but but he also gets like super into like building stuff. Like he, that's just his passion, right? So him coming through, and and you, you know, like even Senku calling him and being like, "Oh, can you come over here?" And it's like, and then Taiji's like, "Oh, you know, I'll, I'll carry him," and the craftsman being like, "Not necessary." <laughs> and he's like, "Do you know? Do you know how bored I've been with me being over here and you being over there, Senku, and like you not giving me anything to do?" And just it cuts, and he's driving the crazy car. And it's like, oof, this guy, this guy's dangerous, <laughs> in a good way. But he's 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 still he's still dangerous. He's a very dangerous mind. Um. And then we have uh, Journalass, which is what they what they call her. Um, they 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 built a camera for it, right? And you know, in exchange for that, the little horde of, uh, revival juice that she was keeping, built the camera for her, and that was really touching too because. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it wasn't only just like an exchange. It was, it was, it was on two fronts. It was very touching because she's a reporter, and so it just kind of, you know, takes her back to when she was a kid. Uh, you know, getting a camera, find, you know, finding her passion, right? So that's that's nice. Um, 
which is also like a good thing about Senku and, and its people, right? So they, they, they really care about their people, you know? Um, you know, it's not like other groups that they may have come across before where they're just trying to survive and they're just trying to like take over, I guess, where they are like, no, everyone here matters, right? We just take everyone's feelings into consideration, everyone's ambitions, right? Everyone's skills. And then the other thing is them going to be documenting the rebuilding of the civilization, right? They're going to take pictures of everything, all the different processes they're going through, all the different people that were here that were the pioneers, and, and, and they really want to focus on Senku because he is, he's literally the brains of everything. Like, if he wasn't here, none of this would have happened, you know? I mean, I mean, let's just say no one got revived. It's like, I mean, they still have the people, right? Like, you know, those people that were the descendants of people who didn't get hit with the petrification, right? Those people would still exist. Maybe other people would get revived as well, just out of sheer luck, right? Um, you know, just sheer probability of the universe, right? But don't know that anyone would have, like, the mind that he has to really advance civilization. Um, definitely not as quickly. Definitely not as quickly as he's doing it, so... Um, so that's cool, you know. Again, just another, another nice little episode. You know, this is this is classic Doctor Stone. Revive someone, get a few upgrades, get a few, you know, you know, unlock a, you know, a few more paths on the skill tree, you know, and uh, yeah, it's great. I love, you know, it's a good show. <clears throat> Next, we got Tonikawa Over the Moon for You, season two, episode two. Um, this one was great. Um, it was really focusing on, uh, we had some new Yanagi stuff, new, new Yanagi, I don't know if you've seen her before, I don't, I don't think so, right, because she was like, oh my gosh, you're married, um, and then we had some Ginga stuff, and then we had some cat stuff, that was, that was, that was like the three points of the episode, so the, yeah, the, the Yanagi stuff was cool, we didn't really focus on her character too much, you know, but I think the big takeaway from that was, um, the effect that nasa and sukasa have on people where it's like they're you know just the way they live their lives and their relationship and how you know you just like their outlook on you know i guess love but also just like life <laughs> you know um you know i think affects people in a very positive way and so did with yanagi too right where i mean really you know the main uh change was at the very beginning of the episode we see her being like eh you know you know kind of rejecting the one dude of like wanted to go to the amusement park with him um, you know, maybe m mostly because she just likes to play it safe and she doesn't really like go outside of her, her comfort zone and her bubble and whatever. And then by the end of it, seeing how Nasa and Tsukasa live their life and how much they love, you know, you know, even like what, um, what Nasa said about like, you want to like live your life, you know, you know, you, you know, taking risks is fine. Um, and so Yanagi calls up, you know, calls up that guy and is like, Hey, you still, offer still on the table we want to go to the amusement park you know it's like yeah yeah let's do it so you know that was that was a nice moment there um and then with ginga it was, it was very funny because he comes up you know looking like some like um what what's, what's it called yazuka right yazuka right isn't that isn't that like the you know like the big like gang organization is in japan am i am i misreading the, Am I just an idiot? What is it? Yakuza. That's what it was. I was, I was, I was flipping the two syllables. Yakuza. I was like, yeah, Yazuka does not sound right. <laughs> Yakuza. 
don't know if you're yakuza like you know and and i love that 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 sukasa just like stands her ground she doesn't give up any information she's like no you're you're not gonna do this you're not gonna come in here and try to throw your weight around to some punk you know and then she even forces him to be like this is a you know this is a spa this is a bathhouse if you're gonna be here you're gonna you're gonna partake in in our and you know in our services or you're gonna leave and they have like a shouting match where, where he's like ordering stuff you know so that, that was cool um and then we find out that it's that it's nasa's cousin and we have a whole thing here um but uh you know basically bleeds into them getting the cat and i i, I love the cat because the cat does not like nasa very much but, but loves Sukasa, right? Like the only time that the cat goes to Nasa is to feed him. You know, we have that, uh, we have that perfect scene in the episode where, um, you know, you know, he like wakes Nasa up and it's like, okay, cool. You know, you know, maybe he's coming around. Right. And then he feeds him and he's like, all right, cool. Peace. He leaves and then immediately curls up next to Sukasa. And Nasa's like, I feel like, I feel like something's going on here. <laughs> I feel like there is some favoritism happening with this cat. I'm the one who feeds him. What's what's going on there? Um, so that was cool. Um, and then him toast. That was, that was very cute too. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much the episode there. Again, I, I really like the show too because it is just like, you know, just like a series of funny moments, you know, with, with their relationship, right? So we had the whole Yanagi stuff, the the Ginga stuff, and now now the cat. So, um, and then we have even have a. Ginga was like, oh, you're married? This is crazy. You you two should prove it and kiss or else I'm not going to believe it. And they almost do it. And then Ginga's like, nah, you don't have to do it. I, I believe you. And then you have Konami over here that's like super sad because she, she wanted to see it. <laughs> and she's like, what are you? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, you. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so yeah, that was that was cool. But uh, yeah, great, great show too. Again, I just, I, you know, I just love watching the relationship. You know, there's no real like you know, it's definitely one of those more, like, slice of life uh, shows, so there's no real, like, overarching story, necessarily, it's just more so, you just see Tsukasa and Nasa getting into some, some wacky things because of their love for each other, I guess, so, it's good stuff. Next, we got Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Episode 2, um, yeah, this one was, uh, the introduction to the school, um, and yeah, just, just basically some, showing us what we thought was pretty much going to happen, which was Mass just going through everything with just his pure athletic, physical abilities. Um, you know, so we had him, like, lifting up the rock. We had him walking on, you know, running on water. We had him punching the Sphinx, punching through the maze, all that stuff. Um, you know, which was, which was very funny, obviously. Um, uh, you know, but then, like, he, 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 like, broke the professor's wand. Um, and then he had, like, some weird, like, uh, like interview interrogation thing with the headmaster um, and he answers them all in a way you really shouldn't answer them, but a way in the only way that mash knows how to answer all the questions of like very blunt very direct um, and then uh, and then he even ends it with being like you know if you know if I had to face the headmaster what would I do I would knock the stuffing out of the headmaster and all the other like you know staff are like oh my my word you know and the headmaster just kind of smiles and is like this guy, this guy over here knows me. This, this guy's interesting. We have to keep an eye on him. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then we do learn a little bit about 
how to become the divine visionary, which is something I think was probably a question from from last episode. It's like, okay, is, is there are they just picked? Um, are they picked by someone or like a committee? Is it just like the the number one student in the uh, you know in 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 the class? Um, you know, is is there some kind of like you know some like trial system? You know, competition type thing? But we learned that it's all it's all based on like a like a coin system. There's different types of coins like gold, silver, bronze, whatever. They're all earned for various things like classwork, but also like I think like extracurriculars as well. Um, and so yeah, so there's like a coin system, right? So that that, that was cool to kind of set that up and like have those rules set for us, right? Um, and then Finn is his roommate. Uh, is very wary of Mash. He he, he kind of sees that like Mash isn't like some. You know, he's not really like a troublemaker. He doesn't seem like the like the the, the stereotypical troublemaker, but he does do things in a weird way. So like he, he he is like a lot more normal than than Finn first imagined without actually meeting him. But he's still kind of weird. You know, he's still he's still, he's still kind of like an odd dude. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically this episode. We see, like I said, just Mash burning through everything, and pretty much setting up what you know what the show is going to be, as I'm sure he's just going to keep doing that. Just keep using his physical abilities to um, go, you know, to go about his classwork and his tests and all that good stuff um, in a way that this, this, <laughs> this, uh, you know, this school has has never seen. This 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 fine institution has never seen um so yeah i i will say that this is the one show probably that's on the list right now that that we're watching that i'm not like super into um i'm afraid and and this isn't a bad thing but i'm afraid that this is going to be one of those shows that just kind of it's just the same joke over and over again you know like which is fine you know like i said it's fine i've seen shows like that before that are just kind of the same joke over and over and over again and they're and they, and, you know they can be good but i don't know that they, if that's the case that that's going to be a show that i feel like we absolutely need to watch and cover every week because it's like oh well just the same sort of stuff happens every episode you know it's funny you know and there might be some heart injected into it every so often but um you know i you know i just don't know that it's like one that like one that has a story that that grips you because even like you know again it's not the fact that it's comedic because we even just talked about konosuba you know but like that one i feel like isn't the same thing over and over again you know you know just with the different characters and the way it's set up and you know you know the way they are still advancing the story you know even though there are some things that we haven't seen that i'd like to see in konosuba i feel like mash was like the perfect show to be like oh yeah we're just every episode is going to be him you know doing stuff in in a very unorthodox way um and then somehow still getting closer and closer to becoming the divine visionary which again not saying that makes it a bad show but i don't think that's going to be a show that we absolutely need to cover every week so again i don't want to talk talk, i don't want to sound like i'm too negative on it you know but we are gonna i'm probably gonna give it next week and if episode three doesn't you know if it you know if episode three doesn't distinguish itself from what i think it's going to be here on out probably not going to continue it um so just a heads up there <clears throat> next we got my love story with yamada kun at level 999 episode two um yeah this 
<laughs> this is great. I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm so excited. Because we have these characters that are just like total opposites of each other. They're they're totally dysfunctional on paper. But you can you can tell. You can start to tell the little you know, little bit of uh love tendrils, you know, that are you know, they're kinda of creeping into their relationship, right? Um I mean again, you know, you, you know, even at the very end where you know, she and Momo drunkenly return the umbrella, and you can tell that that Yamada is annoyed by having to deal with this. Um, you know, you can tell that what you know what uh, Akane says to him, you know, kind of hits him. You know, can you, you know, because it's real. You know, because you, you know, because Akane is like, hey, you know, I just want to thank you for that day when you know when you were here, because you know, if you weren't at the event and I was all alone. It would have been a lot worse for me, you know, um, and so that, that does hit him, and you know, it, it does make him realize that, oh wow, well, you know, she, you know, you know, maybe like, oh, she does really care, um, you know, or you know, there is something there, or just the fact that she said that to me, I'm realizing that I care how she felt about that, you know, like I'm starting to have feelings, um, you know, and 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 she's not just some stranger to me, right? Um, not necessarily that he's like, oh, I love her, you know, I, I'm not saying it's there yet, but. You know, again, even at the very end, he's like, you know, he stops her. You know, he he could very easily just walk back in his home and went to bed, but he kind of stops her one last time and is like, hey, you know, worry, you know, is kind of worried about you, you know, so maybe if you have time, you should hop back on, um, you know, and like, like that's kind of him being like, you know, again, I'm sure Rory is, uh, you know, you know, worried about Akane because you know she seems like she cares about all of her all of her guild members and all that stuff, um, you know, in 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 real life as well. You know, but he, you can tell he wanted to say that to her because, you know, a a little bit of that worry and worry is his own worry as well. And he's like, hey, you know, I haven't, I haven't, you know, because read between the lines, he's like, hey, you know, I, you know, if you wanted to hop on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it'd be, it'd be cool if we could play together again, you know what I'm saying? So, so that's nice. You know, I, I like that it ended that way because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, he, you know, he does, you know, he does, he does want to have some sort of relationship with her. Again, it, it is called My Love Story, so I'm sure it's going to get romantic at some point, which is perfect. You'll love to see it, you know, but but right now, you know, you know, I just like that it is mostly just on the, the like, friendship front, where they are just trying to get to know each other, I guess, right? Um, so, yeah. Uh, but then even, you know, you know, other than that, I love that, um she finally throws out the necklace because like that was something with me with the whole episode where i was just like why do you care so much you know like i get it you know you know people have like heirlooms or they have um you know things that uh you know are passed down from their family or maybe gifts from family members or friends or whatever that they super care about and they want to keep and cherish for their whole lives right but you care so much about a necklace that your ex-boyfriend gave you like it's not you're not with this dude anymore why do you still have it and like also <laughs> like he left you for 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 someone else. like no get rid of this like you, again like you're never getting back together with this man um like there isn't any hope for that you know um maybe it'd be different if he just left you and he's like oh, i just need some time apart no he left you for somebody else like they are now actively together 
Like, why, why do you still, like, throw it out, you know? So I'm glad she, but I, I am kind of upset that she threw out the umbrella. It's like, why'd you, this is, it's an umbrella. Like, this is, this is a practical, this is something you can use, <laughs> you know? I mean, unless she has two umbrellas. Oh, no, wait. She didn't throw out the umbrella. She, she returned it. Okay, I'm, I'm dumb. She was thinking about throwing it out, though, and I was like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I do like that she finally threw that out because, you know, it is it maybe a little bit symbolic of like, I'm over it, you know? And then, you know, even though, you know, kind of, kind of heavy handed, but with Momo being like, okay, there's only these two things left the necklace and this umbrella. And, it, you know, it is almost her being like, you know, cutting off her past with Takuma. Yeah, 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 Takuma. And then maybe wanting to pursue Yamada. Again, I don't even know that she, again, I don't think we're at the point yet where either of them. Or like in love with the other person but i do think both of them are kind of at the point where they are interested and they do want to spend more time with this other person right um and that's a very exciting uh part to be at in in, in a relationship um and then uh yeah yeah i, I think other than that the, the you know the only other thing that was really cool in this episode was just showing more and more of how clueless yamada is like how uh, how Akane walked up on him clearly being confessed to and Yamada just didn't even realize that that's what was happening. It's like, ah, this guy, <laughs> this guy's crazy, um, you know? And then even how like kind of insensitive he was when he was talking about all this garbage in their, um, you know, in their inventory. And, you know, and, and then Ruri's here. I, I love Ruri. I really hope we keep seeing her character. Um, it'd, it'd be nice to see, you know, even see her maybe like, or like IRL self. That'd be cool, right? Um, but like even her trying to like mediate and be like, Yamada, what are you doing? Like try to be more, you know, because <laughs> like she was even like, you know, because he was like, just like talking trash <laughs> on all this garbage, all this low level garbage, you know, and then like, you know, and the Rory was like, hey man, you know, you know, you know, maybe don't like, you know, don't like talk too bad about it because, you know, someone probably, you know, you know, someone's heart was probably in the right place with keeping all this stuff. And, you know, if they're online right now and they heard you, you know, it might hurt their feelings. And then Yamada, or not Yamada, um, and then Akane immediately, like, it was me. And then Ruri just has, like, this look of horror. And she's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, I like Akane's reasoning behind it, though, where, you know, where she's like, well, you know, it's it's it's, it's low-level equipment. So, like, you know, if we got new members and, and they're new to the game, it might be nice for them to have this low level, like, like starter gear to kind of help them get into the game. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, I think I also see where Yamada is coming from, where it's like, well, we can't just keep having all this garbage. <laughs> like, we, we need room to put like good stuff in as well. So like, you know, he has this line where he's like, be more selective. And I like that that kind of carries through with her, um, her with the throwing out all the all the stuff but then maybe also a little more uh you know more of like an emotional connection to that line she usually takes it more to heart you know and not just face value so that's cool um but yeah great show i love it you know this, this, this is the kind of show that i love too where there's some there's some romance slice of life comedic elements great fantastic this is, this is like on paper a perfect show for me <laughs> so i uh, can't wait to watch more of it I hope that next episode we see them playing more, and hopefully we see them m meeting up more, maybe maybe growing their relationship. So that's that's uh, that's good. Next we got Skip and Loafer, episode two. Um, 
lot of good stuff here. Uh, Shima and Iwakura are getting closer. Um, and, we're, and we're building up some more characters, too. Yeah. And also some mysteries. This is, this, this is a really good show, too, so far. This one, I feel like, has so much potential to be, like, one of the standouts of the season. Because, like, you know, you got Demon Slayer. You got, you know, Dr. Stone. You got Konosuba. You know, you know, you know like, all these sequels, right? I mean, even, like, uh, you know, even like Hell's Paradise, where it's like, okay, you know, you know, that was a super, 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 super anticipated show. Yeah, Skip and Loafer, which is just this, you know, this little, you know, slice of life type show. You know, I think is going to shock a lot of people, I hope. I hope. Um, one thing I did want to mention right off the top, because it happened right at the beginning of the episode, was, uh, is Iwakura's aunt trans? I didn't, re- I didn't really catch that, just because I was like... I don't know, I guess maybe I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't see it, I guess, I was just like, ah, whatever, but this episode, there was other people kind of like, I mean, you know, kind of like whispering, um, kind of like towards her aunt, and kind of mentioned like, oh, is that, is that a man, is that a, you know, is that a guy, and then you see the aunt, I don't, I don't know her name, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't write her name down, you know, you know, like, you see her, you know, I think she like, grips the like pole a little tighter on the train and then he kind of like cuts to her face and, and you know she like smirks a little bit you know and then Iwakura I think just maybe she did it on purpose maybe she could hear them and whatever maybe she's just you know coincidence you know you know but then she like asks her and like you know gets her attention again and continues to their conversation that we're having but it's like is that what it is is she is she trans and is that I mean is that gonna be like a, a story beat because I feel like maybe I'm completely misreading the scene and I'm like, I'm like connecting dots that are like so far apart from each other. They, they should not be being connected. Um, but if that is the case, I I hope they run with that. Like, I, I hope that's not something they just kind of mention and then don't really do anything with. Cause like, what's the point of mentioning it then? You know, like, like what, like, because that, you know, that could be some crazy, emotional plot point that comes around a few episodes from now you know I, you know, I mean especially with like how a lot of this show is dealing with Irakura and like her having this life and like her having this game plan but her also trying to figure out who she is because she kind of has this plan but she's not like super confident in herself um you know especially like socially and, you know, I feel like as the show goes on, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of different characters that, you know, you know, kind of join the show. Um, you know, she's going to have a lot of people around her and kind of like she starts to see more perspective and um, how other people, uh, you know, kind of live their lives and, you know, how they, um, you know, there's a perspective, I guess. I don't know. You know, I feel like that's kind of the best word, um, you know, so I feel like that could be conjoined with a great um you know, you know, maybe like heartfelt, you know, some sort of, you know, something to do with her aunt and like her life, right? You know, because I feel like they do keep bringing up the aunt. I guess there's only two episodes, so you know, we've seen her in episode one and episode two. <laughs> but I feel like this this could be something there. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I wrote down that uh, me and my homies, we all hate Ikashira. And me and my homies, we all love Murashige. Igashura is the red-haired girl, right? Um, who clearly, 
clearly is just trying to get closer to Iwakura to get closer to Shima, right? And it's like, ah, oh, it sucks, man. I, I, I dude, dude, <laughs> well, we'll talk about it in a second because as that has a lot to do with Mirashige, who comes up to Iwakura when they're at karaoke and is like, hey, doesn't it bother you? Like, she's clearly doing this for that and, you know, Iwakura being the socially inept person that she is, is like, I had no idea. I didn't even see that. But now that she mentions it, she starts to see it and she's like, oh, yeah, that is happening. Um, and then on top of that, Mirashige is like, um, hey, if, if you want to leave, I, you know, I can leave too. I didn't, you know, my character is not really my thing anyway. So if you, if you wanted to bounce, I can, you know, I'll, I'll bounce with you. I'm perfectly okay with doing that. Um, and they have a great time at karaoke. We see that Murashige actually starts to have fun. We see that people start to like Iwakura. You know, we have that weird moment where they're like, uh, you know, with like their song choice. But then it turns out that like that song is a song from like, you know, some like children's show. And like everyone is like, whoa, I, I everyone's like, whoa, I, I, I love that show as a kid. I, you know, I, I, I used to sing that song all the time or whatever. And, and they're all like, I, you know, I want to pick a super nostalgic song too. You know, it's like, oh, you know, she, she just has to be herself, right? You know, I feel like that's such, such cliche advice. But I feel like more and more you're starting to realize that she just has to be herself. She, you know, she doesn't have to, you know, and, and, and I think that's going to be one of the main messages of the show with the help of the friends, but mostly Shima, where it's like, hey, man, why don't you just loosen up? <laughs> you know, like you, you trying to have your whole life literally from now until the day you die you're you have every step of the way planned out like that's that can't be super healthy and also like that's that's got to be super stressful too and we've seen that already right where she's she's losing sleep because she's trying to figure out the best way to do her self-introduction the next day it's like that is not that important like first impressions you know can be important but like you do not have to lose <laughs> you don't have to stay up for nine hours trying to figure out hey what's 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 the strategy here you know um and then even further than that with the whole Igashira and Murashige thing like Murashige is like hey give me your id you know i want to let's be friends hey i don't even like karaoke i you know i i just wanted to come just to be nice but you actually made me have a good time and it's like oh yes this this is the you know, obviously this is the, you know, it's like the main character effect, right? Where the main character just, you know, everyone always gravitates towards the main character of a show, right? For the most part. Um, but it's like, it's so good because it's like, ah, oh, yes. This is the kind of validation that she needs, right? Um, you know, and, 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 and not saying that she's selfish and like that this is all she cares about with people is them liking her. I mean, you know, but it's like, you know, because of how she is, it's nice to see other people genuinely want to get to know her. Um, on the flip side, you have Igashura, and she sucks, man. <laughs> like, I feel like this show could go one of many different ways, where, uh, one of two ways, probably, right? Where it's like, they're either going to redeem her at some point, or they're just going to get tossed aside. Honestly, I hope she gets tossed aside. <laughs> Because, like, she even, she even, like, runs up to Shima and is like, oh, do you, do you, do you watch movies and stuff? 
oh man do you do you do it with your girlfriend and it's just like you are so <laughs> transparent like you could not be like do you think he doesn't know like and if you think he does know and you're trying to play in that angle of like we both know what we're saying but we're not gonna say it it's like it's so like it's so like desperate is probably the word I'd use. Desperate. Where it's like, you only came here. You only invited me. You, like, the way you were talking to me the whole night. I'm very observant. Maybe maybe Shima saw the way that he, that she was talking to Iwakura. I mean, even, um, even Murashige. Someone who isn't as close to Iwakura. Because, again, you would think that people who are close to you, who care about you... Um, your friends and family will notice stuff about you more than strangers would, right? So, like, in this case, the comparison I'm trying to make is Shima would probably notice stuff that's happening with Iwakura during that, that karaoke stuff more than you would think that Murashige would, because Murashige, not Iwakura's friend. Now they're start they're going to become friends, right? But even a stranger noticed what game Ikashura was trying to play. So it's like, I'm sure Shima probably noticed it as well. And then him even being like, hey, why don't you loosen up a little bit? And like, that was his very polite way of saying, step off. <laughs> you know, like, I like I don't, like, I see what you're doing. Not a fan. Not, not a fan, I'll be honest. And then it, it you know, kind of destroys her where she's like, why, why would you say that to me? But he, she, she doesn't say that to him. She kind of says it in her head. But it's just like, like... <laughs> Like, it is perfectly okay to try to go after somebody, right? But for you to feign friendship with somebody to get close to that person, to, to literally use them, it's just like, and also like, I don't know, it, 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 it's just so desperate, reek of desperation, right? And like, no one, no one likes that, you know, like that's not, that's not cool, that's not attractive, right? So, whatever. And then, um, and then another character that we got, which I'm happy to see more of, uh, Kinomodo. She, she just seems like super, like super innocent and like super upbeat and I love it. Um, she got a very similar pin to, to Iwakura, you know, got the little like pin in her little pocket, right? So that's cool. Um, well, I, I'd love to see more of her too. <laughs> um, and then we have this introduction of Kanachika who is, like, one of the heads, I, I suppose, of, of, like, the acting club. Um, so he, he's coming a little hot. He's he, he's a character, right? I'm sure we'll see more of him because he is he is someone where he comes in and he, he you you notice him. All, all focus is on him. But I mentioned there's a little bit of mystery um, where kind of Chika kind of uh, points him out, points out Shima, um, says, hey, aren't you this, I don't, I don't write down the name, but, you know, you know, aren't you this person, um, you know, your dad was in a show that I watched all the time as a kid, whatever, and Shima kind of pulls him aside and tells him that he doesn't want to talk about it, and gets, like, really, really, like, really vinegary with him, you know, it's like, hey, don't, don't, like, I don't want to talk about it, you as the head of the actor club, it's very sad that you can't, you can't just sense for me, for my words and my actions. I don't want to talk about it. Um, it kind of, kind of like shuts him down and is like kind of harsh. Um, maybe, you know, we went a little too harsh with, you know, with the man, but 
I guess there's something about it. And so, like, that I'm sure we'll learn more about, of, like, why is he using, like, a fake name? You know, what is his relationship with his father? Is he, like, is it as bad as, like, he doesn't like his father? Or maybe the other way around? Or maybe he is embarrassed or estranged? Something like that. Or maybe it's just he doesn't want to live his life riding his famous father's coattails. You know, maybe he's like, I want to be my own person. Right, that, that could also be it, you know. Maybe, maybe it's not negative. Maybe it's just a positive thing where he's like, "Hey, I just I want to be my own person." Right. Um, but yeah, so that you know, that was like a very serious moment. Where I was like, "Whoa," <laughs> you know, you know, normally a very laid back dude is like, you know, you got him on edge, right? Um, I'm sure that Iwakura is gonna be the one that breaks him down in a good way and gets Shima to talk about it, but. That's probably not for at least another few episodes, at the very least. Um, but yeah, that was Skip and Loafer. Uh, good stuff. Again, like they're, the different characters that are building up, the different relationships that Iwakura has with all of them. It's it's getting somewhere. I'm, I'm excited for it. Next, we got Heavenly Delusions. Delusion, episode two. <clears throat> um, this was kind of nuts. Um, we have the, we have the continuation of the beast, right? Uh, like the monster and the lady's like, oh, this is my son. And it's like, oh, maybe it is her son. And then her, her son just uh, kills her. <laughs> Uses the little like whip thing to slice her in half. Um, was it, what, like, you know, honestly, honestly, like, let's be honest for a second, right? Was anyone watching that scene not thinking the whole time that the monster's gonna kill this 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 lady because like she was like oh no I, I love her like he 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 protected me in the past like he's he's in there somewhere and then and then uh maru and kiriko are like well i mean if if if, if she's right then there's no reason for us to kill it so i guess okay whatever and then she's like oh yes awesome i've convinced them Hey, son, isn't that great? See, isn't everything awesome? And then slice, slice. <laughs> and then just eats, he eats her, consumes her. And it's like, yeah, yeah. The whole time I was like, he's going to kill her. He's going to kill her. He's going to kill her. <laughs> There's no way. Like, just the framing of the shot. I was like, oh, any second now, <laughs> any second now is going to be the end of her life. And it happens. Um <clears throat> But we do have a nice little fight scene, that, you know, to come out of it. And some weird, like, powers, too, which I'm assuming is a part of the reason why he's, like, special. He, like, injects his, like, energy into the beast and, like, squeezes its heart. It's like, whoa. Okay, are you the only one that can do that? Are there people with these powers? Like, what's what's uh, what's the situation here? <laughs> you know, so that was really cool. Um, and apparently his goal, right, we learned that his goal is to get to heaven He's going to find someone with the same face as his, um, and he has to inject him with drugs. And then the, the, the human race will prosper because of it. A lot of questions. <laughs> um, man with the same face. Uh, is it a clone? Is it a sibling? Is it a relative of any any kind? Is it, is it like a... Is it like a like your evil twin or something like what's what's going on there what are the drugs that you're injecting this person with 
Um, how will it save humanity? <laughs> uh, why you? Right? A lot of questions. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then um, a couple things at the end have to do with Kiriko. Um, where we see that Kiriko killed her brother in a race. Um, well, no, we, well, we don't see it yet. We're, we're going to see it next episode. Because uh, that's kind of where it cuts, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's like a big thing to her past. Is that she accidentally killed her brother while racing. Um, and then we see that Kiriko is a man. Uh, I'm assuming more of like a a trans thing. Which is funny because we just talked about that with Skip and Loafer. Um, but yeah, because she, you know, because he, Marla like confessed to her. <laughs> very, very weirdly too. Um, but, but Kiriko was like, no. And then she was like, hey, something I should tell you as well. Like, you know, my, my, my body is a woman. But up here, she points to her head, is a man. So I'm a man. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, sick. Um I'm I'm okay with that, um, but yeah. So that was, I mean, I mean that's also a big moment for her too to be like, hey, so you know, so, you know. I feel like I should tell you this, <laughs> you know. Um, doesn't really affect anything in my mind where it's like they could still love each other if they did love each other, um, but you know I feel like that that's nice for her to be that comfortable and I guess that trusting with Maru to like like tell him that like share that information with him because she didn't uh he he didn't have to right um he didn't have to say anything he could have just let maru still think what he thought right um so yeah um that was the episode though next episode i'm sure we'll see like i said a continuation of more of kiriko's backstory um and just them they're on the boat so i'm sure we'll see them get off the boat and they're kind of investigating the, the, the symbol that's on Kiriko's uh, laser gun. So that's cool. Um, again, it, it doesn't really feel like they're getting closer to heaven. <laughs> but uh, they, you know, at least they keep picking up on some breadcrumbs. So, you know, you know the, the day that there's true disappointment is when they reach a dead end and there's nothing else to go off of. And they're just like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so... Next, we got Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village Arc, Episode 1. Um, so yeah, a lot of just, uh, th this episode was mostly just set up of just like, hey, here's kind of, you know, we're picking up from last season and kind of here's what uh, this season is going to lead into. So uh, we have Lord Akaza, who's, who's the upper three. Um, he summoned all the other upper ranks. Um Lord Muzan is very upset with them as to why they can't, why they haven't succeeded yet. Like the first time, and I think he said like a hundred years, one of the upper rings has been killed. This is crazy. And so he's like, get to it, right? Um, everyone has a job to do, get to it, right? He's, he's not playing any games anymore. Um, so that's, that's cool. I mean, for two reasons. One, we see that what the, the, the work that the Demon Slayers are doing is actually paying off where they are, they are hitting the demons very hard um and then uh two it just means we're gonna see more and more action because <laughs> they're like all right we're out here let's let's kill them <laughs> so that's that's cool um and like i said we're just kind of picking up so we got tanjiro waking up from a two-month coma Inos, inosuke zenitsu and tengen are all okay or going their respective lanes um 
not together anymore though, which is sad. Uh, I'm sure they'll maybe meet up again this season. I mean, why why wouldn't they, you know? But uh I mean, Tengen maybe not, but uh Inosuke Zenitsu and Tanjiro would make sense at some point for them to meet up. Um and yeah, so he's going to the swordsmith village arc because he broke his sword. Mitsuri's there, has found Tanjiro. Um, the important thing with her is that she told him that he, uh, there supposedly is some like secret, super powerful weapon that's hidden here, you know, somewhere in the village or somewhere like around the village, like in the woods or whatever. And so I imagine that might be what, uh, what, what Tanjiro is going to look for here. Cause it's like, Ooh, if there's some secret weapon, like, is it some like prophecy or something? Is it like, Oh, the man who finds this is God <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, so imagine that's, that's definitely going to come back into play. Cause why would, why would Mitsuri mention it? If, if the story isn't going to like play off of that. Right. Um, and then, uh, not only is Mitsuri a Hashira here, but also another Hashira Mui, uh, Mui Chiro is here as well. Um, and he, he kind of sees them lurking and, uh, they also see that one dude who was in Tanjiro's dream, um, who had like, uh, very similar earrings to him. So we're playing with a lot of stuff here, guys. We're setting up a lot. We have two Hashira here. So that's, you know, something's going down, right? We have the dude from the dream. We don't know who that is. You know, it kind of, you know, he kind of makes some resemblance to Tanjiro. So maybe there's something there. I imagine that would be, um, intentional and then we have this hidden uh hidden weapon uh we have the upper ranks who are in full pursuit so it's like a lot a lot of stuff a lot of stuff happening <laughs> a lot of stuff for setting up i don't know how many episodes this is i feel like generally demon slayer is two cores so i don't know if this one's two cores as well but they're they're setting up a lot so uh, i'm definitely excited to see to, to watch more of this because um, I mean, I want to see the Hashira in action. I want to see who this dude is. I want to see them go for this crazy hidden weapon. Um, I mean, imagine it's just like a sword. It's probably like a gun. <laughs> could you could you imagine? It was just like it feels just like a just like an AK forty seven that they find. It's just like whoa, where, what is happening here? Um, but yeah, so next mobile suit gundam the witch for mercury season two episode one um again yeah not too much of this episode i feel like it's just kind of like cleaning up last up last season um and kind of setting up this season so we have um just just kind of a few things here um earth house is shaken up from the real combat right um you know especially a few members are really shaken up and they're just like you know, because that was never supposed to be that, you know, they, you know, they were never supposed to actually go into real combat, um, risk their lives, like, that was, that was crazy, you know, um, you know, and, you know, that is something that a lot of shows kind of play into is, like, kids going into real combat, you know, seeing, seeing some real stuff, and then, and then how, you know, how that affects them, so, you know, I wonder if that'll be, they have to have, like, super long, like, lingering effects, um, we have the council or whatever. They are going to investigate the Earthian Gundams. It's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. We have Suleta here as a Gundam. We kind of have that under control for the most part. But now we have these these Earthian criminals 
who came in and they have two Gundams? What is it? What's going on? Or maybe, or maybe multiple. I think maybe I, I don't know. But what, what what's happening here? We 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 need to shut this down. We need to look into it. We need to figure out what is happening. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know. So that's you know, you know, that's like a little plot point that I'm sure we're gonna continue on with. Um, and apparently now those Earthians are here, uh, undercover as students. That's a what? what how did? How, how do we let this happen? Oh, I, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like, I, I don't know, like, part of me is going to come off as racist, but part of me is like, hey, we just had Earth people try to kill us. Why don't we kind of cool it with letting the Earth people come here just for, for, for just a short period of time, you know, because now at the very end, we have the Earth people who are, who are showing their colors and they're about to kill Suleta and Nakai. And it's like, what? What are we doing? You know, those are the people. And and now it's like, and now Suleta's like, hey, play by the school's rules. Why don't we duel? And it's like, they're not here to duel. They're here to kill. <laughs> Nakai knows too much because she is the, the middleman in all of this. And you, they want to kill. The one girl doesn't want to kill you because she wants to like play with you or whatever, which is creepy. But it's like this is this is not this this is. They're here for murder. They very much wanted murder on that on that fateful day, and you're just gonna accept a duel. What happens if you win? Are they gonna be like, all right, guys, we lost. <laughs> we lost, guys. We lost the duel. Okay, we, okay, we we can't kill them. <laughs> I don't know. Also, also, why would they care? Why would they why would they abide by the rules of the duel? They clearly don't care about the school. They just came here to infiltrate, you know? Look, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um that is pretty much the episode though. Again, not not too much. Next episode's going to pop off cuz we you know, cuz we're going to have the duel, right? But it's like absolutely insane <laughs> of like they're just like oh yeah we're, we're gonna duel them now what so i don't know uh next we got insomniacs after school episode one um this this is another one this is my like sleeper pick where it's like ah sleeper ah there we go um this is my like underdog pick where i feel like not too many people have kind of have eyes on the show but i feel like it is going to end up being like a super 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 solid show um um, I, I just love it. I just love the little relationship that Nakami and Magari have have kind of de- are kind of developing. Um, you know, they're both insomniacs. They both can't sleep at night, but they're super sleepy during the day. Um, you know, I love they they, they meet in the observatory. Um, uh, you know, and and they kind of uh, I don't know. They, they they just bond over their insomnia. Um, you know, and then I love the very end where you know where they're kind of building up to this and building 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 and um you know uh i just had it maguri is there and maguri's like hey you want to go to the spot and nakami's like hey i don't know i don't know if we should really do you know he's kind of non-committal and then maguri's like hey i need you because i am exhausted and like that right there is funny because it's like i you know what you know, but like, it's also like, hey, I need you, 
like I need you to sleep basically like you know I, like again it's just a little relationship they're forming where it's like they're they're comfortable with each other they, they they have this bond that no one else has with them you know they understand each other it's like hey you know I want like like you know let's go let's go do it like let's go up there and sleep you know like it's it, it's so weird it's just a weird thing to bond over but like I could imagine like like with other I don't know like I don't know what insomnia is. It's like a disorder or like a deficiency of some sort. I, I don't know. But whatever. Like if for any other type of disorder, deficiency, whatever. Like um, I'm sure you would bond with someone who has the same one as you. You know, so it, it does make sense. It's just like a funny thing to be like, hey, let's go up there and sleep. <laughs> let's go up there and have a nap. You know, um, but then I also love uh, when I take it further and they both have insomnia. So they're like, well, we're both up at night why don't we hang out and and they just like hit the town at night <laughs> and like a cop almost finds them which i don't think they're doing anything like, i don't really know like does japan have like a curfew like is that like a thing um i don't i don't think it is <laughs> but like i don't think they'd be doing anything illegal but they are like kids so i'm sure if the cops saw them they'd be like hey what are, you, what are you doing out here do your parents know you're out here you know you know i'm sure again doing a thing that a cop should do when when you see children out at night in the dead of night you you know you'd, you'd be worried and be like hey you know you guys should go home where are your parents you know i'm, I'm you know I'm, you know here come come with me i'm gonna bring you guys home as as a cop should trying to you know trying to look out for their safety you know um but then again they're just kind of hitting the town and then uh, them them on the on like the pier and it, the sun coming up and they're like oh now we're tired <laughs> And then, like, taking pictures. Um, you know, we have the moment where we're knocking me, where they're hiding and knocking me. like, listening to his heartbeat. And, like, you know, her face is all flushed. And it's like, man, this is this is such a, such a sweet little relationship they have. Again, right now, it's too early for it to be like, oh, they're definitely going to be together romantically. I mean, they are. I definitely think they are. But, uh, you know, but right now, I think it is just super innocent of, like, we're hanging out, we're having fun, we're, uh, we understand each other, like, no one else understands us, um, you know, a lot of other people kind of, like, cut us off, because they think that we're, like, um, offstandish, which they kind of are, but it's not really their fault, like, it's just, we're, you we're, we don't get any sleep, so we're exhausted, when you're exhausted, you get irritable, that's just, that's just how it is, um, so, and then I love the ending, where, they're like, see you today, not not see you tomorrow, see you today because it's it's morning, and probably in a couple hours they're good, you know they're gonna go to school and see each other. So I was like, oh, I just love that. Just, just you know, just like a little attention to detail with that with that phrase, with that greeting, whatever you know, um, is nice. Um, and then also just kind of lastly, I do want to give a shout out to um, Nakami's friend. Kigawa, Kigawa, I guess, um, who, like, holds it down, comes in and saves them because they get locked in the observatory, um, and it doesn't really ask any questions, you know, isn't, you know, you know, doesn't, like, intrude on, uh, Maguri and everything like that, so, um, that, that was cool, that was nice, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm super hopeful for the show, this is one that I really, really want to be good, um, you know, you know, because I think just seeing their relationship grow, and, um, 
again, you know, I don't know if we'll see other characters kind of blossom and kind of, you know, grow, grow closer to them as well. Or maybe it'll just kind of be mainly them too. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm also interested to see like how, how they're able to keep this up, you know? Cause like a part of me is like, is the show just going to kind of repeat itself? Like, is it just going to be like, well, we're just going to, every episode is just going to be them sleeping in the observatory and then maybe telling each other things about their life, which could be nice, but like there has to be something more to make it like a full show and not just like we sleep and then we talk and that's the show, you know? So uh, I'm still very excited for it, but I have very high hopes for this show. And then lastly, the show that is, I guess, uh, taking the anime season by storm and not surprising at all to anybody that uh that reads the manga which i i do i don't don't think i'm current on it but i'm i definitely read enough that i'm gonna know everything that happens this season um oshinoko oshinoko episode one also known as my star um this is one of the few shows though that i'm just gonna call it by the japanese name because no one calls it my star (laughs) you know like with demon slayer it does have the like Kimetsu no Yaiba or whatever um but people for the most part like at least here in America call it Demon Slayer so we call it Demon Slayer but with this show no one calls the show My Star no one says oh did you see episode one of My Star like what what is that what are you talking about Oshinoko um I forgot that this was an hour and a half special (laughs) I was like whoa I forgot about that um but very good very necessary too because I mean, that's why people love it because of how much story it was able to tell in just one, in just you know, one episode. Um, so let's talk about it, man. Like, I'm obviously, I want to get into some like certain points throughout the episode, but I mean, the big thing is the ending, right? The big thing is the ending, right? I, I mean, I don't really think we're gonna talk about the episode too much, you know, because you know, because a lot of it just kind of like moot at this point. Um, I mainly just want to talk about the ending, which is I getting destroyed in her own home. And like, let's see. So let's, um, where is it? Where does it, where does that start? Um, uh, right there. Okay. So yeah. So, um, she gets stabbed in her own home and she gets stabbed by a fan seemingly, right? Um, you know, for, for having the kids, right? Cause it kind of came out or it, it didn't come out, but like he, he somehow figured out, right. He, you know, cause we're coming back and we're thinking that he was the same dude that, uh, pushed, uh, Aqua when he was a doctor in his previous life off the cliff and killed him. Right. So we're like, Oh, he, he somehow figured it out. Right. And so he's like, Oh, I killed you. You know, you, you betrayed us. You were, you were probably laughing at us and making fun of us, whatever, because that is like, that is really like kind of the, like, like we you know with like the internet and everything like that um you know we we talk about parasocial relationships right now they're unhealthy you know like these people the, the people who see online whether it be like celebrities or um you know like youtubers or people on social media or whatever like they don't know you you know like you may think that you know a lot about their life and you probably do but they don't know anything about you they don't know that you exist you know so like you thinking that you have some sort of relationship with this person, um, you, you don't, you know, you know, like even, even a musician that like puts a lot of their life into their music, right? A lot of their childhood, their 
family stuff, their, you know, romantic stuff, their hopes and dreams, all that stuff in their music. It's like, you know a lot about their life, right? Because you've listened to their music, but you don't know, you don't know them really, you know, like you, you don't know them actually like they're like, like you never had a conversation with them as, you know, human to human, right? And they definitely don't know that you even exist, right? They don't know anything about you. They don't know your name, you know, whatever, right? So parasocial relationships, we talk about that a lot. Um, you know, I feel like it's being talked about a lot more, more and more over the past, you know, few years, decade, whatever. Um, but with like in Japan, from my understanding, that's taken like up 10 notches when it comes to idols, you know? Um, you know, idols are like these, you know, these like otherworldly creatures that like people don't even see as human, you know, it's like very, very unhealthy, you know, so that, that kind of makes sense in a, in a very twisted way as to why he would feel this way because of the kids and because like, oh, you, you know, cause that's the whole thing where it's like idols can't have relationships, right? Definitely can't have kids. Are you kidding me? Um, but I love this scene because for one, it's shocking. Like if you didn't watch this, you would have never known. Well, okay. <laughs> that was really stupid. If you didn't read the manga, you would have never seen that coming. I don't I don't think anyone out there that's watched this, if you didn't read the manga, did you have any inkling that I was going to die? <laughs> was going to get murdered in this moment? I guarantee you didn't. There there's no way. There's no way. Um But then like I love this because it's 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 building up of of things that she's mentioned here and there like sprinkled in throughout this episode of um how how she lies you know she has this line where she says to me lies are love because you know we have a flashback to her um her getting recruited and she's like you know i i grew up in a home i didn't have any parents um you know i i what did she say um I wrote it down. I I have no memories of loving someone or being loved. Like, she just never learned what that means. Ever. And so she was like, how am I supposed to be an idol? Idols tell their fans that they love them all the time, but I'd, I I don't love them. Not because I don't want to, because I just I just don't. Um, and so, you know, he talked about, oh, well, lying is good. Like, you know, they, they, you know, fans sometimes want you to lie because, you know, they just want to hear you say the thing that they want to hear you say. Um, you know, but that has kind of grown with her the whole time. And like, even earlier on, um, you know, we see, you know, p people on social media kind of dogging her about like, her, her smile is so fake. It's so like professional, you know, it's, it's, it's not real. And like, within her mind, she's like, but that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, I am a professional, like, this is my job. Like, it's, it, it's my job to smile a certain way, to say certain things to you, to act a certain way, to be, to um, my, my image has to, you know, has to be created in a certain way. Um, and this is what you want. So like, why is so like, why is it a problem? Like, we both know what this is. Um, you know, and then the moment when, um, when Aqua and Ruby are kind of, you know, forgot where they were, <laughs> and they start doing their crazy dance, and it gets everyone's attention, it gets eyes attention, and she like, she smiles genuinely. You know, she's not putting on her, her eye idol smile she has a genuine smile and everyone on social media is like that's it right there that's the smile i was looking for you know and so like again you know we're kind of playing with that you know with that idea of 
being fake and lying to people, but that, that's all she knows, right? And so uh, we cut back to the moment, and she's dying, and she says a lot of stuff, but um, she even tells the dude, like, she, she remembers him, because cause even he's like, you probably don't even remember me, you don't, you don't even know who I am, and she's like, oh, no, I know who you are, and, like, she says his name, and she says, oh, yeah, you were the guy who gave me the, you know, like, stardust gift, I love it. I loved it. And and that breaks him because he's like, what? No, because in his mind, he had this plan. He was like, she hates the fans. She hates me. She betrayed us. She doesn't even know who I am. I'm going to kill her. And all that was false, you know? And we see later on that he apparently attempted suicide, failed, and then died in the hospital. So he's gone. Um, But even that, like, as she's dying, like, it, it killed me because she, because she as she was dying she finally said ruby aqua i love you and then she starts she starts crying because she's like i was finally able to say it that was the first time she ever told her kids that she loved them because she was so afraid of saying i love you to anybody and it being a lie she, she wouldn't want to do that i mean she said to her fans and whatever but like she doesn't say it you know she would she would be terrified of, of of saying those words and realizing that she doesn't mean them that would that would have ruined her so the fact that she was able to say them and she really meant them in that moment n- not saying that she could die happy <laughs> but that was very fulfilling for her um you know to kind of say that and that kind of be like her last words and her her mean them with every every ounce of her heart um and so um, it ends. So what else, what else do we have with the ending? Um, Saito's wife wants to be their mother. And I I love how much her character has changed because in the beginning she was kind of crazy and we did have that weird, like, you know, Ruby and Aqua pretended to be gods. Um, but then she's kind of come around and she's like, hey, I want to be your mother. You don't have to think of me as your mother. You don't have to call me your mother um, or anything like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to replace I or anything, but... I do see you as my children and I, and I do want to take care of you. And that's like, that's just another moment that just kind of hits you because again, I, I love her approach where she's like, Hey, you don't have to call me mom or whatever. You don't, you don't have to forget about I, but like, I would love to legally be your mom and like take care of you and raise you and everything. So it's like, Oh, it's great. Um, um, and then we have the very end where this kind of sets up what that, you know, the, the show is i suppose where aqua starts putting stuff together and she and he realizes that or he comes to a educated guess that the person that killed uh that killed the mom or i guess is responsible okay so okay i'm I'm not gonna say it and then i'm gonna talk about it so um is their dad because i didn't have any relationship with pretty much anyone else um, she did mention talking to the dad, um, you know, we did see earlier on where she called the dad and apparently gave the dad their new address. It's all kind of lining up, you know, um, the dad must be in the industry. Gotta be right. You gotta be an actor or director of some sort or, or something like that. So he has this plan where he is going to get into the industry, get high up in the industry, get connections and, tr- and, 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 and basically try to find the dad and confront him and, kill him i guess (laughs) um 
And then the very end, we see it. We have a time jump where they, I think they're in high school now. And so they're moving up the ladder, right? So that's kind of where the show uh, is probably going to take place, right? Is them just in high school doing their thing, right? But let's let's kind of talk about it, right? Um, oh, and then also just one other thing I want to mention first is um, I do like the whole, uh, you know, we found out that, that Ruby is Serena. They don't know that they're each other yet. I don't actually remember if they ever tell each other. Do they? I don't want to spoil anything, but again, I genuinely don't remember if, like, they eventually say, Whoa, I'm Serena, and I'm Garu. That's his name, right? Goru? Goru. I'm go Whoa, that's crazy. Or if they just never mention it ever to each other. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um... Anyway, um, but yeah, that's just kind of what I want to mention there, but that, that, you know, I thought that was cool. But, um, I don't remember though, because now, you know, now my, memory is, my memory is failing me, because I'm like, did, so, did the guy who killed I not die? I thought he died at the end. I thought he, I thought what they said was that he attempted suicide, failed, and now he's recovering in the hospital. Oh no, sorry. Failed, went to the hospital, and then died in the hospital. So is that not true? Did he... Did he, um... Did he survive? Because then it's like, either Aqua is looking for that man, believing the man to be their father, or... He believes that the father... I don't know, maybe like hired that man to, to kill I. Either way, he believes that the father is out there and the father's responsible. I think it makes sense that that, that that guy didn't die because what they're trying to connect is that, well, he was the same dude who approached Goru uh, when he was a doctor um, and so- somehow tracked them down, somehow knew that they were pregnant, right? That I was pregnant. Um, and then obviously with the connection of, we see that I was talking to the dad on the phone and gave the dad the address. So it's like, well, this plus this plus this plus this <laughs> could equal this conclusion, right? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy show, man. It's a crazy show. It's, it's that thing too. I remember reading it too and being like, she dies? <laughs> they just murder her? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I remember going off when I, you know, when I read that, but, um, and so this this is the show now where they're where I, they're gonna kind of he's gonna try to get up in the industry. Um, Ruby hasn't really talked about what she's gonna do, like how she's gonna live her life. Um, she, she did kind of mention when they were younger, bef- you know, before the time skip, that you know, she might want to become an idol. So I, c- I could very well see her doing that. Um, I'm excited to see them in school though, like them get like friends and stuff like that. Do they know? Are they like outed as eyes kids? Like, do we? Do we know that? Like, or does the public know that they're eyes kids? I think they do, right? Pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure the public knows, right? I think that came out. Didn't that come out when like she died and like the like you know the, the report that I has been murdered didn't is didn't that come to light? I don't remember. Uh, oh no, because maybe not because didn't Aqua say something about how. Um, like Saito and Saito's wife, they like moved them to their like they like adopted them like 
officially like before before the the reports came out so they weren't able to like you know no one was able to connect the dots there i don't know um no no see but then because no see i I don't think that's true though because there was like stuff on online and social media and stuff about like oh no never mind what i was gonna say was there's stuff on social media about like talking about you know you know people talking about how, how i had kids but no they weren't talking about that they were talking about how how the dude must have been like the husband or something and uh they were upset they were like oh well serves her right she she shouldn't have got you know got a boyfriend you know she's an idol or whatever and and, and ruby was just like what like reading all that she's like what <laughs> you know like you love her so like you find love in her so she's not avail- she's not allowed to find her own love crazy um but yeah so yeah i'm, I'm excited to see him in this crazy mystery of, like trying to find the dad but also them just living their own lives too um also i don't know how ruby fits into that is ruby also trying to probably not um but yeah good stuff good stuff and that is it that is it. Not another isekai this week. Um, yeah, great week. Like I said, there are, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe like one show, Mashal, might not continue next week. But for the most part, great season. Great season of anime this time. Um, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Let me know what uh, what shows you are kind of on you know on 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 your top of the list right um is it some of the sequels some of the newer stuff you know um what are you most excited for um and yeah that is pretty much it until next time watch more anime